0: I've always believed the foundation of our fulfillment in life doesn't come from our success, but rather the strength of our relationships, not only with others, but also with ourselves. And how we develop a deeper connection is through self-reflection and purposeful conversations with those around us, especially like-minded individuals. And that is exactly why I created the What Fulfills You card game, to cultivate both more meaningful relationships with others, as well as ourselves on the journey of personal growth. I certainly use these questions as a guide for journal prompts and weekly check-ins with myself, and of course, when I am playing this game with friends on a Friday night in, you bet I am enjoying it with a glass of wine or two, who knows. Shop the card game now at whatfulfillsyou.com and enjoy an exclusive 10% off for listeners only with the code WHATFULFILLSYOU10 at checkout. That's WHATFULFILLSYOU10 at checkout at WHATFULFILLSYOU.COM. Enjoy! Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to the What Fills You podcast or welcome back if you have been tuning in for some time now. On today's episode, I have a special guest with me. Her name is Brooke Bond or some of you guys may know her as Brooke AB from Twitch and the overall gaming world, which even I'm not that familiar with but that was a big reason why i was really excited to chat with brooke because i first off never had a gamer as a podcast interview but also secondly i'm always encouraging people to hear from different backgrounds even if it's not something you whatever person get into or even if it's something you don't understand i think i'm always encouraging you guys to expand your knowledge and learn from other people with different backgrounds and or are in different career industries, but may have lessons or advice that overlap with what you are currently experiencing in life. And so of course today we focus on the topic of her unique career because I think most of us don't really hear how someone gets into Twitch and how you build a career off of that. But then we also talk about her mental health because of some of the major public issues that have come out with you know stalking and harassment from becoming a prominent figure and I think that is also a really unique part about this episode too because as I mentioned during our conversation I think we have a tendency to glamorize being quote-unquote famous or Instagram famous or well-known online and there's a lot and I, I can say from a little bit of experience myself that there's a lot of weird, scary, you know, parts of being a public figure, especially when it comes to stalking and people knowing who you are. And so I think that's a really interesting part of our conversation and to listen upon, especially if you have ever been curious about going on The Bachelor or doing something of that nature, because I think we have to be mindful and think twice about what we are getting into when it comes to being in the public eye. But a little bit more about Brooke, With over 1.3 million followers on Twitch, Brooke AB has built a dominant presence as a top female gaming creator. As the second ever female creator to join a top gaming organization, 100 Thieves, Brooke has become one of the most prominent female role models in gaming, advocating for more female representation in the space, as well as speaking out on issues like mental health, harassment, and toxicity towards women. Brooke aspires to set the best example as a female role model in gaming and use her platform to empower other women in the industry and beyond. And so I think it'll be an overall unique conversation for you guys to listen to. So with that being said, we will dive into it you mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Brooke, I am so excited to chat with you today. I have read a lot of great things about you. I'm excited to be able to discuss, you know, your unique career. I've had, I've not had a female gamer on here and then to be able to tie that in with mental health. So before we dive into it, I think it'd be great if you could give some context into your background, like where you grew up and did you go to school and everything before your Twitch life pretty much. <laughs>
1: yeah. So I, I am from Oregon. Um, and I'm currently in LA. So big difference there. <laughs> but I, I grew up in Oregon and I I went to college. I went to uh, Western Oregon University. It's a, it's a much smaller college, but I got my uh, bachelor's degree in psychology with a minor in forensics. So that was what I was planning on doing before
0: all this chaos of Twitch. <laughs> That's crazy. So you did, you, so it's obviously not as related to, you know, what you do now, but when you were starting out on Twitch, um, and playing around with it, was that something, let's say like family or your, or personal friends had an issue with in terms of like, you know, I feel like a lot of people say you go to school, you study this, ideally go into a career field that's related to that. Right. Was there any opposition for you dealing with that? You know,
1: honestly, my parents were my number one supporters. So I was very lucky in that aspect because I got my degree. And when I was in college, I was, you know, I was doing school full-time. I had a part-time job. And then the other part-time job was streaming. So it was just like a completely full schedule every single day. Um, and I, I really wanted to give streaming a shot or just take a year after getting my degree to just enjoy life kind of before I went headfirst into, you know, my big girl job. So my parents were like, yeah, take a year, just stream. Like you do whatever you're comfortable with. So I was very, very lucky in that aspect. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I got some, which I've never actually (laughs) never said this before, but I've gotten a lot like from certain individuals I used to be close with that were like, okay, time to like start a career. Like, you're not going anywhere with this, you know? Um, And so that was really disappointing for me because I felt like, you know, I could could do this. I could, I mean, I had like 70 viewers at the time. It was a smaller stream, but you never know what it's going to turn into. And I'm so glad that I didn't give up because otherwise I wouldn't be doing this, you know?
0: (laughs) Was that difficult, especially in the beginning days? I think, as we all know, most people look at success and they go, wow, like, you know, Brooke, for example, she's doing so well now. And like people always think it's overnight, right? And you just said right there, initially you had only 70 viewers. Like how did you get through that early stage of, okay, I'm going to think long-term. I'm going to try to make this work long-term because I think with anything, YouTube, podcasting, anything in the media industry, especially when you're trying to build a following, people start to give up when they don't see as big of numbers as someone else that they look up to. And so how do you get through that? That's such a mental battle. Yeah. Mm. Well, the funniest
1: part is uh, this is like I I talk about on my stream all the time is I still to this day, like, I'm like, well, God, you know, if I only have this many thousand viewers, but my friend has this many, like, what am I doing wrong? Like, it doesn't Mm. stop, which is the crazy part. (laughs) Like you still find yourself, especially with Twitch um, and gaming, it's so competitive as much as you don't want it to be. It really is a numbers game. Um, and so it's hard not to compare yourself to everyone and like, think, well, gosh, you know, maybe today I'm playing a game that isn't as popular, but I'm enjoying it. And like being able to stick with that, even if it's, you know, less viewers or things like that. Um, but God, you know, to this day, I still, I'm so bad with that. That's like my number one
0: thing. I'm like, God, like, well you're always going to compare yourself, you know, no matter what point you're at. Is That's something you like, I guess, try to train yourself to get over almost like not yeah, really oh get yeah. over, but like, you know, because I think everyone even models, right. I mean, everyone's yeah. always comparing themselves, but like a lot of people don't know, like, how do these top figures, like, what do they say to themselves? Like, well, right. how do they get over it? Or how do they get over at least for the day for the week? Right? right.
1: Yeah. Well, and a lot, what a lot of streamers are starting to do is actually there's a part where you can hide your viewer account. So when you're live, you don't see it. I'm not at that point Yeah. I, that's where I want to be is like, okay, you don't look at it. You don't have to look at it. You don't have to worry about that. And I think that's a really cool feature that would help a lot of people. Um, but, you know, it's, I look back on those years and I always think like, gosh, you know, if I just had a job that I loved and I had, you know, a great relationship and, you know, my family's healthy. I I won't ask for anything else. I'll be so happy. Mm -hmm. And then once you get that, you're like, well, you know, there's always something more that you look for. It's so frustrating because I'm like, old me would have been so like beyond happy with
0: this, you know? Lately, I've been drinking Magic Mind almost every day before I start working for the day to help with getting into the flow state. Whether you are still in college or you work full time like me, I know we all have those days where it feels extremely difficult to stay focused and on task. While I don't judge myself for lack of productivity, I do care about how effective I am with my time because time is precious, so why would I want to waste it? Something I've been genuinely really shocked about with Magic Mind is not only how good it tastes because I'm super picky, but also actually how well I stay focused. I mean, I don't know what it is, but if I'm being really honest, I get distracted kind of easily and it's been working wonders. So let's break down what Magic Mind really does. It is known to increase and improve productivity. It has very little caffeine, and it only comes from matcha tea. It's a great alternative for coffee if you drink coffee for energy and focus, or if you are like me, you can drink it alongside, because I personally cannot give up my coffee. I love making it in the morning. It also helps fight off fatigue and brain fog, as well as some ADD symptoms. And the best part, it is all natural ingredients, including adaptogens, matcha, and nootropics. I highly recommend you give this a try if you're already considering it. It comes in a box of 15 and I like it so much, sometimes I drink it twice a day. And even better, you can enjoy 20% off your purchase with the code FULFILL at magicmind.co slash fulfill during checkout. That's FULFILL at magicmind.co slash fulfill. Enjoy! Can you dive into how you started actually making it into a career? So I'm assuming, so did you, you, you tried it out for like the first year after college and then you just ended up doing it full-time. Am I correct?
1: Yeah. 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 So I I was part-time throughout college when the stream was a little bit smaller. Um, And honestly, I just got really lucky and was in the right place at the right time (laughs) and, and got in with some really big streamers. So that's kind of what I went from like 70 viewers to like, you know, 7,000 in one night. So it was just Mm -hmm. a huge jump like that because of the situation that I was in, but it's not, you know, that's the hard part is you could be an amazing gamer with an amazing personality. And a lot of this, you know, a lot of this career is just luck
0: as Mm -hmm. frustrating as it is because it's so saturated and so many people are trying to do it. So I think as you probably know as well, it's, it's male dominated gaming and all of that. It's not talked about amongst females. It's funny because I grew up with an older brother. So I used to love gaming myself. I played a lot of games that a lot of girls are like, what are you like? (laughs) Um, But can you explain like exactly what you do? I think there's some people that are just like, I don't get what Twitch is. I don't get what streaming is. I don't get what gaming is. Like, I don't get how that is a career, right? Can you kind of dive into the nitty gritty of how that works?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So with with Twitch specifically is where I I stream personally, but you can stream on YouTube, Facebook, you know, there's all kinds of different platforms. But essentially what I do is, you know, if I have a game on my computer, say, for example, Fortnite, we're playing Fortnite on my computer, I can make it so that people can watch my gameplay, and then me and a little camera in the corner. um, And then I have a chat where people can talk to me as I'm doing this. So it's kind of like almost like a YouTube video, but it's interactive and there's no editing. So we'll be live for sometimes, you know, eight, nine hours straight. Um, just talking to people. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy because I do YouTube as well. So, so a lot of people will do both. Um, but Twitch is just such, um, it's so demanding, you know, it's like you're live nine hours and those nine hours you have to be on, you have to be entertaining for that long. And there's no like, Oh, let me, let me reverse that. Let me edit that out. You know, there's no, you just have to be on for all those hours and it is exhausting.
0: (laughs) So when it comes to the actual, so you do it for us, you're playing the game for the whole like eight, nine hours. And then you're also interacting with viewers.
1: Yeah. So, so you could, you know, we can switch games. We can do things like that. There are some people that just have, um, it's called just chatting where it's just your webcam. And like, so I could go live just with my webcam and just hang out and talk to people. Like you don't even have to be playing a game. People play music, people paint, you know, people do all kinds of like amazing things. So it doesn't have to be gaming, but that's just what the site is based on.
0: Right, right. Okay. And then when it comes to actually making it a career, right? So I think YouTube is a little bit more transparent now where people are like, okay, I make Revenue through ads and or right. sponsors and and whatever that is. What about Twitch? Um, how can we, I guess, bring more transparency for women to kind of understand that part?
1: Yeah. So with Twitch, the money is made through. There's different ways. There are things called bits where people can purchase bits, and kind of like little tips here and there. People mm-hmm. can outright tip you and just like through PayPal or something like that. Like here's five dollars, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are subs. So people will pay. a month and get special benefits for your chat. So like cute little picture emotes. And Mm -hmm. sometimes you can put it in sub only chat where only people who are subscribed can talk. Um, They don't get ads, you know, just little perks like that. And people can actually like gift those subs out as well. So that's the Twitch side of the money um, through the site. And then for me, career wise, I would just say that, you know, majority of my money does not come from Twitch, it comes from the sponsorships outside of it. Kind gotcha. of like YouTube. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I think, so in essence, it is kind of similar to YouTube Yeah, in how people actually turn that into a career. Right.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So like I still make, you know, my money through Twitch and I have that base salary that I can kind of expect like, okay, I make about this much this month, you know, per month. And then outside of that, you have sponsorships where like, it
0: could be a one-time thing or you could be sponsored for the whole year. It just depends Mm -hmm. on the sponsor. Totally. How about like the reason behind why you got into gaming? Like what actually sparked that interest for you? I'm sure that had to have come about when you were younger. Like, was there a specific moment or did you have siblings that really influenced that on you? Yeah. So it was just me and my sister, you know, just me and my sister, but Mm -hmm. we always grew up. We loved computer
1: games, especially we were on, I mean, we loved neopets we loved like you know we loved being on the computer i hate to say it club penguin you know oh my god <laughs>
0: did you play runescape by any chance no,
1: I've you I, I pl- I played it like once <laughs> I started streaming, but everyone's like, oh, that was like the game.
0: That was the, I yes. played that like since, since fourth grade. That's what I'm saying. Like no girl ever like, rec- you know, and I talk right. about this with guys, right? And I remember um, people were like, wait, wait, like you play RuneScape right? and a bunch of guys are like, oh, crazy. So <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. So my sister, we would play games like that. And
1: eventually we got... um like a PlayStation 2 or something. Like, I think it was a PlayStation 2 because we wanted to play a Neopets game that came out on console. (laughs) And then once we did that, we were just addicted. We started playing like, oh God, like skate games. And like, then this is really embarrassing as well. When I got to middle school, my friend and I, because we're already playing video games, but we're like, if we get really good at Call of Duty, all the guys will like us. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we anytime smart. we hung out, we put in all the hours playing Call of Duty, but then we were like, we're addicted. We can't stop. So <laughs> we, were, we loved it. So then it was, it was Call of Duty. And then I got really into Minecraft. It just kind of like flowed throughout my whole childhood. So it's always been something that I really loved. Um, but Fortnite was at its biggest when I was in college. So anytime you go over anyone's house like oh yeah let's hang out everyone's just sitting around playing Fortnite, you know yeah. <laughs> so once i started playing one of my friends is like why don't you stream that and i i was like i don't even i don't know what streaming even is i don't know what you're talking about and they introduced me and i was like yeah I, i'll make an extra they always say which is true don't do this but don't start <laughs> streaming to make money Cause it's not, it's not gonna happen. But that's why I started. (laughs) That is why I started. I was a broke college student. I was like, well, shoot, if someone could, you know, if I could get like 20 bucks, that's like that's a couple coffees. Like I wanna do it. Yeah, Yeah, I was a broke college student. So I did it, but don't do it, don't do it to make money. But yeah, that's why I did it. (laughs)
0: Gotcha, gotcha. So how long in total then you've been so you've been doing it part-time since college and then mm-hmm. since then, how has your career grown since going full time with this? Like kind of share, I guess, like the past couple of years um since.
1: Yeah. So I the coolest part of all of this, I think, is going to events and like meeting the people that you play with online. So I really went from like, you know, when I had a smaller stream, I'd do a couple hours every night, you know, it wasn't anything crazy. And then once I turned it into my career and it was doing really well, it's like you get invited to go to TwitchCon, which is like the Mm -hmm. convention, or they had a Fortnite World Cup. And, you know, you go and you meet up. I I met my boyfriend there. Like, it's just, it's cool. And it makes it more real. I feel like, like, wow, like you're invited to these actual events and people want you there. You know, I had, a meet and greet at TwitchCon. It's just things that you don't expect, you know. Um, so it was it was really cool. It was a cool experience to be like, oh gosh, like people want me enough to be at these like events. It was it was really impressive, like
0: to see the difference between the two years. Right, right. And and I I'm sure your, you know, your following has expanded over those years as well. I saw that you kind of dealt with harassment and online bullying, which I I definitely want to talk about a lot, especially because mm-hmm. I think in general, people glamorize being in the public eye and being a public figure and having a lot of followers, and it was something that I always discussed with on my per- with my personal friends when like someone had a producer had offered me to be on a reality show and mm-hmm. I declined it for the reason that I think you you have to, I would rather organically get into that public eye for the right reasons because once that happens, you don't get to reverse it. And then when I saw your story, that's actually for me personally, a big, um, I guess, like reason why I hesitate a lot to like, there's a threshold of how big I want to ever become. You Absolutely. Know? Can you touch on that? Like, what yeah. is the reality of that? Because I think so many people don't know until they, so it's too yeah. late, right? They're like, right. oh my God, I don't have no privacy. Yeah, you put it the perfect way because I, it was never something
1: that even crossed my mind. Like I, as soon as, you know, the blow up happened, I'm like, I can't believe this is my life. This is amazing, you know, and it never even crossed my mind that it would be something that was like dangerous or not something that was good. And so once, you know, once it kind of settled and I started noticing, you know, people, people just being a little weird, you know, making a couple extra accounts a day or, you know, things like that. I'm like, God, you know, this is really strange. Um, and then it's like, I remember the, the first time that I saw, cause I, there's so many things that I wish I would do different, you know, looking back on it. It's like, you know, when people tweet that at you or if someone puts it in your chat, like, Oh, you're a slut, you're this, you know, things like that. Like, right me, I, I call it back and be like, what, you don't talk to me like that. You know, things like that. Totally. Cause I'm like, that's not okay. You don't talk to people like that. You don't talk to me like that. But knowing what I know now, because those people turn into my stalkers, I wish I never even gave it the time of day. You know what I mean? I wish I just kept moving on, but I was young. And so I was like, yeah, screw you, you know, all that yeah. stuff. <laughs> and I still do to this day, because what I learned and I'll, I'll, I'll move back. But what I learned is that a lot of people will say, don't give them the attention. You're giving them what they want, you know, things like that. Well, mm-hmm. I went like six months without acknowledging them, without talking about it, anything like that. And it was the same frequency as they do today. So like, Ooh. so that was something interesting. So now I do call them out, but I wish that initially I never did. Um, but yeah, it, it was, I remember the to- the first time that I was scrolling, I think it was on Twitter and I just saw a picture of my parents' house And my heart just like sank and I'm like, this is not happening. And it's just that moment where you're like, oh, oh shit, this is serious. You know, like this isn't like someone just insulting me because, you know, I'm a woman in gaming and you don't like me. Like you genuinely don't like me. Um, So that moment was like, oh shit. (laughs) So that moment was just like, oh my God. And then it just, it escalated from there. It started with one um, and, uh, eventually the FBI had to get involved because there were five, um, Wow, there were five of them and they were, I mean, posting addresses everywhere, talking about how they were going to murder my family, like all of the, like graphic ways that they would kill me, my family, you wow. know, they would go through my viewer list and send my address to everyone who was watching. Like just, so it was, and it was nonstop. It was five people every hour of the day, just, you know, tormenting me and my family, you know? So it was, you know, the hard part too is that, and I wish people would see, like you said, like we're still human, you know? It's like you have this following and things like that, but I was at the lowest that I had ever been in my entire life, you know? It was Mm -hmm. like, you feel like, oh God, I have- an amazing relationship i have you know this following i'm doing well and it's i mm-hmm. i've never felt worse in my entire life so there was an entire month where i didn't get out of bed i wasn't showering i was like hardly eating i just i couldn't find a reason to do anything because i felt like no matter what i do it's not going to be good enough they're still going to harass me they're still going to harass my family And at this point, I legitimately thought that they were going to come and, you know, kill all of us. So, yeah. So I, you know, and then you get to the point where you're upset about it. You do the whole sad tweet thing, you know, (laughs) You, you gotta, you gotta, you know, you gotta do it occasionally when you're low. So, but when you tweet that you're, you know, not doing well mentally or you're upset or anything like that, you get the typical, what do you have to be upset about? Like,
0: oh my they're gosh. like,
1: some of us have real jobs, and some of us, you know. And I'm like, yeah, is my job easy? Absolutely. But that doesn't mean that I, you know, I can't f- have feelings or I can't be upset or anything like that. So mm-hmm. that's the most, I mean, tons of responses you have nothing to be sad over. Like, you know, just all that stuff. I'm like, oh God. Okay. (laughs) never mind then.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How did you overall, I guess, looking back now too, I know you mentioned like back then you wish you didn't give them the time of day, but like now you do, I guess just in general with being in the public eye in an industry that is not common for females, right? Like what would you, what would you say to your younger self in terms of, handling that or if there is anything else you would do differently um because your life really changes a lot you know especially when you when you hit that following and so um are there any thoughts you have on that and like i guess how you would advise anyone if they do grow as an influencer or whatever of that nature on social media what would you say
1: yeah i would definitely say at least what i wish that i did you know you can you can check the internet you know a lot of people can find information anywhere. So, I wish that I took the time to protect myself and my family um from what is out there already. There are ways, you know, I think that you can get it taken down or things like that. Um, you know, <laughs> sharing full name can sometimes, you know, like I know a lot of people will, you know, once you get to a certain point it's hard to hide that. Um yeah. and and you won't be able to, but at least in the beginning, you know, sure. My name is Brooke. That's just my name. You know, it's not, it's not, I'm Brooke Bond, you know, it's, it's that kind of thing. So, you know, not putting your whole name out there, checking to see what information is out there, make sure your family is aware of what is out there. Um, Mm -hmm. so they're not taken by surprise when they get, you know, these crazy random messages. Um, but just, I mean, put, put in the time and be aware of what could happen. You know, it's not, it's not for everyone. I, I, Mm -hmm. I stand by that. It's not, you have to have a certain kind of mental strength, which I don't, and I didn't have, you know, Mm -hmm. um, to make it through things like that. Um, and you have to know your limits. And so like for you, like you said, like you knew that was your limit, you know, like I, I can't handle beyond this much, you know? So I think that people need to, really look at themselves before jumping into something like
0: this because it is dangerous and it does change your life forever. You talked about mental health and how, of course, you know, just like all of us, we're humans. We have these emotions. We have really low days. Um, And I had some listeners submit some questions they had, but someone yeah. had asked, what are some things that you do to keep your mental health in check? Do you have, you know, after going through all of that, do you have any specific practices you do every day or every week? Like what's kind of your routine with that?
1: Yeah. So I, well, first and foremost, I've been on anxiety medicine since I was, oh God, I want to say like 14. Mm -hmm. Um, I was afraid to leave my house. I would cry if I had to be like, like severe anxiety to the point where I wasn't, I wasn't doing anything. I was, I was crying every night. If my parents were too far away from me, like even as a fourteen-year-old, I was freaking out that they were going to die if I wasn't there with them. So, mm-hmm. from the get-go, I've I've been um, on anxiety medication most of my life, and it's uh, helped me tremendously. And I see, you know, even if I forget. A few like doses, I'll see the difference. Like I can see how I shut down, you know? Gotcha. Um, so I went to a doctor and got that. So first and foremost, I recommend, you know, if you're having issues like that, go to your doctor, talk to them. I did therapy after, after, um, I did therapy when I was younger, but I did the therapy specifically for, um, this incident. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'm, I've been diagnosed with bunch of different kinds of anxieties, um, PTSD, depression because of all of this. Um, and therapy was a great, a great way for me to just talk about everything and, and get it out there. And, you know, I can't talk to everything about, you know, everything about it to my stream or vent to them about everything or, and sometimes I feel weird doing it, to my family because they're going through the same things, you know? So Mm -hmm. a therapist is really, really important, um, to me, which I need to get back on. (laughs) I need to, (laughs) I need to get back on that because it really was great. But then like day-to-day stuff, um, I love self-care. It's like, like, shoot. Okay, guys, I did my day. I'm going to go, you know, I don't have a bathtub at this house, but I love (laughs) baths. I love taking baths. Um, reading is like, my escape. So I will read all night, light some candles, um, (laughs) do journaling. Um, and then lastly, I love meditation. It's, it's helped me calm down a ton. It helps me feel, you know, like, especially when I feel myself getting ready to have a panic attack or things like that. Um, there are some like meditations that I do that really I found helped me a lot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm also such an advocate for meditating and it. reading with candles. Like oh, it's I'm all so- about making the mood good. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh my God, put on a face
1: mask. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you feel so much better after. I love it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. Someone else had asked as well, how do you deal with the low days? And so obviously you had mentioned you definitely went through a big low period and for that incident, but um, overall with just day-to-day low days, how does it affect your mental, emotional, physical health, um, but more importantly, how do you deal with those or what have you found helpful for you to cope with it?
1: Yeah. Thankfully. Um, I, I mean, I'm so thankful for the my boyfriend. He helps me a ton on those days, you know, where I'm just like, God, like I can't, I can't do it today. I can't do it. You know, he helps, you know, even to the point where it's like, ordering food is just too much for me right now. Like I'm that mm-hmm. overwhelmed, you know, he takes care of all that. He's like, he tucks me into bed, you know,
0: <laughs> stuff like that.
1: But <laughs> honestly, it's again, like it's knowing your limits for me. If I wake up and I'm like, oh, today is not a good day. I know that, you know what, I'm not going to, I'm not going to stream. And I know that everyone can't do that. You know, a lot of plate. but when you can, because not everyone has this job, you know, mental health days are just so important. Um, and I hope as time goes on that, uh, like workplaces make it more of an importance because
0: mm-hmm.
1: I feel like mental health days are just so, so needed. Um, mm-hmm. but on days like that, I absolutely don't go live because I know it will end in me like crying my eyes out on stream, <laughs> which has happened many times. Um, but I, I just kind of, I like, I do the self-care stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. read a book try and calm down try to take my mind off of it into something else um instead of just laying in bed and worrying about it is the worst like right getting out I know it's hard but like getting out Mm -hmm. even if I go and sit in my backyard better in my opinion than like sitting there and laying in my bed you know what I mean right just because right. I feel like I did something. I did something more, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. but
1: God, yeah, it's hard because there are those days where
0: I'm not getting out of that bed, you know, <laughs> for, for streaming. Do you do that typically every day or what's that kind of schedule? Like just so people know the reality of like, actually, you're not just doing it X amount of times per week. Sometimes I don't know what that right. schedule's like for yeah. you.
1: Yeah. So a lot, a lot of streamers will have a set schedule. I don't have one because I do need those days. Yeah. <laughs> um. Lately, I've been doing like six days a week. Um, oh wow, that's yeah, that's a lot. So. <laughs> yeah. I there, but you know, it goes with. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, six days a week, let's go. Sometimes I'm like, you guys will see me maybe three times this week, and that's you know. Right. But there's also it's hard because people don't realize, especially for like I'm signed to an organization, so we film, we have filming days. So mm-hmm. shoot, like yeah, I'll I'll stream six days a week, but then the other day I'm filming for nine hours. It's like, there's more that goes on behind the scenes that people don't see. So a lot of times streamers will get some flack for taking days off. It's really strange, but, um, because everyone says, well, your job's so easy. Like your job's so easy. What you need days off, you need a weekend, (laughs) you know, things like that. So you do see that occasionally, but, um, people are pretty understanding for the most part. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's why I wanted to highlight that too. Cause I, you know, like you said, people think it's like easy and that you, you know, shouldn't have mental health days and whatever, but that's what I'm saying. It's like for, as a creator myself and someone that works for myself, like I get that you, you, you have to be on like at all times kind of, and like you, it's, it's, it's different from having the structure of nine to five or somewhere where you go. And then when you come home, you shut off. It's like two different lives. Right. Whereas like with as creators it merges into one and so even though like people on surface level they might think oh gaming and like streaming like that's so easy you're not like working at a hedge fund and and doing stocks for example right but at the same time like you're you're doing so much behind the scenes in order to get to that level and to actually put on that performance or you know so to speak absolutely well and it sounds so you know
1: influencer or whatever, you know, but, <laughs> but it's, it's streaming, it's YouTube, it's TikTok, it's Twitter, it's Instagram, <laughs> you know, it's a long list that you have to keep up with. Um, and, and like you said, it doesn't, doesn't end once your stream's off. Even I'm laying in bed last night. And right now I've been playing a lot of, uh, currently like GTA where you have, Oh my God. <laughs> it's like, a, it's crazy. Cause there's a whole server where it's, it's GTA role play. So it's other people that also, are streamers and you have characters and interact with your characters, it's pretty cool. But in like I'm a like, GTA format? Yeah, it's it's literally GTA, it's the city and everything, but you make your own character and walk around with other people. It's no way! It Wait, is the that's coolest so... thing. <laughs> coolest thing. Yeah, it's uh GTA roleplay no pixel. If you want to check it out, it's like I actually coolest. do <laughs> Wait, It's the coolest <laughs> thing ever. It's been so much fun, but I'm like, God. I was doing like five, like four or five-hour streams before. I'm doing like 10-hour streams because I can't stop with this character, you know? Yeah. So, but like you can get arrested. You can go... Like it is the coolest thing. It really is.
0: Wait, that's so game changer. When I play GTA, I got the most anxiety when I had like the five yellow stars. I was like, I literally would <laughs> hand it over to my brother. Like, can you finish the mission? Yeah. So like when you do crime, so like my character is like...
1: <laughs> My character is like in crime somehow. So we like rob banks, but when the police come, it's, a- it's other people on their like police characters. So when they're chasing you, it's actual oh. people chasing you.
0: Oh my God. It's yeah. not a computer. No, it's Wait, not so a it can not be rigged. Wait, so that is, that might be easier then in a way, right? Or actually, I don't know. It like- can be easier, but also be harder. Cause if they're a better driver than you, like oh, that's- <laughs> you're done. Like you,
1: cause like eventually your car will run out of gas and you have to run right on foot like totally it's really
0: cool though yeah you know i think as well too, aside from gaming i think we're all very different we all have different facets of ourselves like what are some things that people don't know about you that you like to do in your own free time or just you know outside of mental health like what is maybe share a little bit of your own personal life that you get to really enjoy but you know people don't really see that side of you on social media
1: yeah well <laughs> this is the hard part because i i feel like i make i try to incorporate everything into my stream so some of my passions are like i love reading number one is like Mm -hmm. my favorite thing to do if i'm not streaming i'm reading a book every day um but then it's like okay well i made a book twitter account to talk about the books you know what i mean (laughs) so i like make it into that but i love painting um I I really love art. I've done it my whole life. Um, so painting something that I really, really love and like to take the time to do because it's, again, really relaxing as well. You know, on days where I'm really anxious or things like that, it's a good wind down kind of method for me. Um, so I love painting. Um, I, I crochet. I'm like a grandma. I don't know. I crochet oh, cool. a lot too. So, um, And it's kind of nice because you know, when you just put TV on, you could just crochet, you could make scarves, blankets, you know, all kinds of things. So I just, I always say there's not enough time in the day for like all the things that I love to do. I just want to do it all,
0: you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned you also have a great relationship. Um, How do you, I guess, manage that as well? I mean, in your own life, but then also keeping it um, personal to you and not having the whole public eye also be so into it, right? I think that's something a lot of people have to deal with is like when your relationship is in the public eye, you have to find ways to maintain that privacy for yourself so that the relationship can flourish as normal ones do.
1: Yeah, it, that's, you know, and that's been one of the biggest issues as well and is what actually started all of the, you know, stalking incidents and harassment is because of the relationship. So it's hard because that relationship is what got me to the point of where I am today. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm so thankful that it did, but it being so public let everyone think that they were almost a part of it. Do you know what I mean? It's like mm, that's it's like right. Because they saw it happen. They saw the first time we met. They they saw, you know, our we would play for days. So everyone felt really involved in our relationship, which, you know, I, I love letting them see that, but not to the point where they think they get input on my relationship. So over the years I've act we've really had to dial it back. Um and you know it was like he if I'm streaming, he would, you know, come sit next to me and be on my stream with me. We don't really do that anymore because it just creates more issues than than it needs to because everyone wants to be so invested, so involved in it. Um, mm-hmm. So and you know, we used to be like, oh, for Christmas he got me this and I got him this. We don't do that anymore because it's like well, his was this much money and yours was only oh, this much wow. money. So I'm like, okay. Yeah, so it's interesting to see all the things that we've kind of had to change and keep really private um to keep people out of it. So I'm thankful for, right. you know, how we met. Um I'm I'm so grateful because it gave me this amazing career, but I wish it wasn't
0: so out there. Right, right. In in terms of I guess thinking long term now in your future where do you see yourself in the next, over the next few years, or how do you wish to expand your career maybe within gaming or outside of gaming? Is there any of that you'd like to share? Yeah. So one thing that I'm like, I I, I find
1: myself really passionate about is, you know, fashion and beauty as well. Um, And there's a lot, there's the amount of uh, women gamers are growing really, Mm -hmm. really rapidly, which I'm so happy to see, but there's still that like gosh, we're, we're just gamers, you know, Mm -hmm. we're, we're gamers and that's what we do. And I think that there's so much potential to just expand and do so many other things. Um, and so I, you know, last year I went to New York fashion week, which was amazing. Um, and I've, I've just been doing more photo shoots and magazines and things like that to, you know, show I, I can do more than just gaming, you know, I want to, of of I want to have, you know, a great closet and, you know, great fashion sense. And, um, I've started doing makeup tutorials. Sometimes I'll do my makeup on stream so people can watch along with me. Um, so just incorporating, you know, things that I love into gaming as well. You know, I can, I really want to see how far we can take it, um, with doing all of those things. So
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I agree too. I think um, when, when we get into a specific industry, people tend to like tie our identity to that. Yeah. But like, like we talked about, like we are humans, we have different curiosities, we have different interests. And I think people need to be open to allow, you know, people like you to expand in, in those interests. Right. And, and really be able to flourish in those potential career endeavors.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. And as I see, you know, not only other Uh, Women streamers, the number of women streamers grow, uh, the audience members as well. There's a lot more women watching Mm -hmm. now. So, you know, they love seeing, oh, we're doing makeup today. Or, you know, they'll say, like, oh, where'd you get your outfit from on stream? I'm like, oh, here, you know. So you can see more people be interested in that. And I think that it really will go a long way. It's just taken a a little bit to get there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, One more question relating to the gaming aspect. I think, um, something I, do. I think a lot of people, especially women, you know, in big careers, especially in business and anything that is known to be male dominated, right? I think a lot of girls, especially our age, can get intimidated by the male dominated industries. But how have you been able to overcome that in not allowing that affect you? Maybe guys being like, you know, oh, you're not good enough, or you're, you're just a girl, right? Like, how do you get over negativity or negative comments around um, single, singly, like picking you because specifically because you're a female or because of other factors.
1: Yeah. It's, you know, and it's interesting because you see it in the industry as a whole, and then you see it in gaming as well. So there's kind of, you know, if I get into a game, say I'm playing Valorant where I can talk to my teammates, the second that I talk a lot of the time, shut up, you're a woman, go make me a sandwich. Like the second you talk in these games, you get horrible, you know, you don't have rights, like horrible things from these guys because they think they're funny. They want attention, whatever. Um, so you see it within the actual games a ton, if you're Mm -hmm. a woman, um, and it can sometimes make it really hard to enjoy, Mm -hmm. but in, in the industry as well, you know, a lot of, you know, the top streamers are, are, are men. And, um, you know, it's hard when, you, you have events or things like that. It's like, I just went to, um, an event and it was like, oh gosh, there's probably 15 guys. And then like four girls, you know, it's so, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, and it's not, it's not their fault. It's just the way that this industry has always been. It's just so much more common for men to be, you know, in, and gaming and streaming like that. But I would love to see more, you know, equality with the men and the women and, and, you know, I don't want to show up to things all the time and be like, oh, I'm the only girl here, you know, like yeah. <laughs> I'm the only yeah. one here. Um, and I think, you know, like I said, we're getting towards it and people are getting better at that. But even within the industry, you just, that's just kind of the way that things have always been for them. So they've got to, you know, pick it up. Let's get, you know, let's get the women in here. And I want to see, you know, I want to see women competing, you know, a lot of the times in uh esports where they actually have teams and compete, which I don't mm-hmm. do because I'm really bad mm-hmm. at games, mm-hmm. um, but it's, it's, you know, all men, it's all men, you know, and there's a few all women teams, but I want to see, I want to see women in there, you know, cause I know, I know so many talented women gamers um, and it's not like they're not out there. I just want,
0: you know, I want to see them given that chance. So. Have you ever used that as a driving factor for you to want to maybe like do better and stand out? Like, I I guess I asked that because I think sometimes as well, it's just a matter of a mindset shift, right? Sometimes you just have to not let that intimidate you and actually shift your mindset by saying, hey, you know what? Maybe it's great that I am the first or one of the few females or whatever that minority aspect is to do this, right? And use that as a driving force. Has that ever been something you remember that you told yourself?
1: Absolutely. I mean, and and I get messages um, from girls all the time, you know, saying, hey, I was too afraid to queue by myself in Valorant, but I saw you and I saw the way you handled this today and it, it inspired me and I've been playing all day today. You know, it's just little things like that or, hey, I, I was really nervous to stream because I didn't want to get a lot of hate, but I did it today and you're, you know, an inspiration to me to do that. Like, that goes such a long way with me. And it means the world, even if it's just, you know, a few people here and there, knowing that you can make a difference, um, in in people's lives is just the number one thing. And I always want to be, um, like a driving force, uh, for women in this industry. I want them, you know, I want them to be able to speak up. I want them to feel empowered. Mm -hmm. I want them to have, you know, the confidence to do these things. So for, for me, I I'm, I'm so happy with the way, you know, the trend, the upward trend of women in gaming. Um, and I, I love to be a part of that and I can't wait to see, it's gonna, it's gonna skyrocket. I just know it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and likewise, I agree. I think just in general right now, the trend for women to kind of stand their ground and to be confident in pursuing Absolutely. any kind of path, you know, regardless of who dominated that industry, even if yes. it was other women, you know, I think I, I love that open mindedness that our generation is having. So I, I agree with you. Okay, so I want to ask you maybe like three random questions from the What Fulfills You card game, which I'd okay. definitely send to you as well. It's a fun Ooh. little... Self-care game, Um, definitely fun to play if you're in a relationship or you're dating someone. Oh, awesome. Um, So yeah, so there's kind of like self-development type questions or like deep, deep questions to think about. So one of them, this might be fun for you. What are the top two you look for in a romantic partner? Physical chemistry, lifestyle compatibility, emotional compatibility, or intellectual compatibility? So what would be like your top two?
1: Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. Emotional for sure. What was the
0: first one? Physical, like physical chemistry.
1: Oh, okay. I'm going to do physical and emotional. I think those are good. Cause like, I, I have to have like that attraction to them, obviously, but the emotional aspect, like if you have someone that you can't communicate with emotionally, like things like that, it is so hard. And (laughs) really enough, what was the other one? Intellectual. And the other one, sorry, <laughs> lifestyle, lifestyle compatibility. Lifestyle. It's weird because with me and my boyfriend right now, we have the same job. So, like, right. you would think that would make things easier, but it almost sometimes makes things harder because, you know, it's like, oh, well, you have the same lifestyle, you have the same job, you do the same things, you know? Right. But it's harder because it's like we're both on a long schedule. We're both really tired at the end of the day, <laughs> things like that. So, it might not always be. What you guys are looking for. Same job, same everything.
0: <laughs> totally, totally. Emotional and physical. That's a good one. Emotional is my number one. As oh, well. same. Absolutely. <laughs> if you had to pick one, what is the most important value you would teach your children? Honesty, kindness, or courage?
1: Oh, kindness. Absolutely. Absolutely kindness. I I feel like, especially like being in this job, you see how it's Really surprising seeing how many people are truly like mean,
0: you know, like <laughs> awful people. I'm like, okay, if everyone was just nicer, this would be a lot easier. <laughs> right, right. I know. It it would be a lot easier if everyone in this world could just have a sense of kindness, you know, and just like know how to be kind to to others. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, last question from the car game. Do you think people fall in love because the right person has arrived or because the time is right?
1: Oh, I think, I think, I think the right person has arrived. You know, sometimes right person is that what I said?
0: Yeah. So is okay. it basically right person? Okay. So could it be right person, wrong time, or 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 wrong person, right time? I guess. I guess that's how it.
1: Okay. Basically, yeah. See, yeah does does, does timing do matter you. or not? Yeah. In my opinion. <laughs> I don't think timing matters most of the time. I think a lot of times people will use that excuse to not put in an effort. You know, like I feel Uh, like sometimes people just use it as like, oh, you know, we were, it was the right person. Just things weren't working. I'm like, no, if that's the right person, make it work. Like if you know that's your person, you know?
0: (laughs) So I think, yeah, definitely. Uh, That one's such a fun one to debate. Um, Oh, I I know.
1: (laughs) It could go either way. And I think a lot of it's based on your own experiences too. You know, I agree. Yeah. I agree. (laughs) For sure.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. Well, last and final question, something I ask every guest on the show. But you know, obviously you're younger as well, but I'm sure you've reflected on this question or something of that nature, especially because of your career and what you've experienced. But out of everything we talked about, what would you say ultimately fulfills you in life?
1: Ooh, what fulfills me in life? Honestly. What fulfills me in life? I want to be, you know, a voice for people who feel like they don't have one, you know? And so with these women who I know are going through similar situations with stalking and harassment, um, who feel very alone, I want them to know that they're not alone and that I'm here and that I understand and that I'm doing everything in my power to make things different for us. Um, and just knowing after all of this, it would all be worth it. I would go through it again. If at the end of the day, I know
0: that I've, I've made a difference for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that making an impact and yeah. making a difference on others. I think that's so important. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for thank you. For me today. where can everyone find you? Can you share quickly all Ooh. your sources? Yes. Um, Brooke AB on Twitch, Brooke ABB on Instagram, and Brooke AB on Twitter. Amazing. Amazing. And I will link all of that in the show notes. Thank you so much Thank for you. joining me today. This, <laughs> this was amazing. So Thank you so much. And that was all for today's episode with Brooke AB, one of the top female gamers in the industry. If you enjoyed this conversation or you learned something unique from this episode, please be sure to share it on your Instagram story and tag both Brooke AB and the podcast Instagram at what fulfills you so we can see who is tuning in and who else is showing some love because I personally always love seeing you guys tune in to the podcast. It truly makes my day. And also, if you enjoyed some of the questions from the card game that I asked Brooke, you can grab the card game online at whatfulfillsyou.com or if you are based in New York City, you can also buy it in person at the Showfields store, which is located in NoHo off of Bond Street. And don't forget, you can also get 10% off with the code WHATFULFILLSYOU10 for podcast listeners only. So again, the code is what fulfills You 10 at checkout at WHATFULFILLSYOU.COM. Thanks again for tuning in today. I would chat with you all in the next episode.